0: hello and welcome to progress over perfect podcast my name is lauren and i'm going to be your host throughout this journey we are all about mastering our mindset in order to live a life full of progress and fulfillment in this podcast we are going to work on dropping all the expectations that other people put on us in order to live a life that we want I truly believe that you are here with me for a reason and that you have the courage and the strength to make the switch from perfect to progress hello and welcome back to progress over perfect podcast I am so excited that you are choosing to tune in again and if you are brand new it's okay this is only the second episode but um, I'm going always going to give you guys a little bit of a recap of last week, just because I think it's important to stack the information, especially at the beginning, um, because you can't really build a solid foundation unless you know what we are all about. So last week, um, I did a little intro of who I am and why I started this podcast. Um, I will be here every Monday. Normally in the morning, it will be up and running, but last week was... um, a little bit of a difficulties, but um, this podcast is all about not being perfect, so this is not going to be perfect. Um, but Mondays, an episode will be here for you guys. Um, so, last week I shared a little bit about how I have this rumbling in my stomach that I have to share my story about health and wellness in order to help other people. Um, so, that's why I'm here, and um, I want to offer my perspective. On What I have learned through this journey and what I've learned about my body and how it works and how it motivates me just to do better, not just in health and wellness, just like everything in life, I think is so important to have um, these mindset tools in order to get better at anything in life, not just health and wellness, but anything, your career, your relationships. So that is why I'm here Um, Last week, we also talked about how our brain is literally wired to try and keep us safe, um, which is great because it helps us in very traumatic situations. It gives us that um, adrenaline, but it also has downsides, um, which is that it tries to keep us where we always have been and where we are comfortable. And the downside to that is that in order to grow and, and evolve into the person that we want to be, Our brain doesn't allow us or doesn't want us to get out of our comfort zone, so it feels stressful to do anything new because your brain is literally signaling to your entire body that what you're doing is unsafe and unwelcoming. We talked about how in order to go after what we want, you have to focus on the little things that you do every day and challenge yourself by asking yourself, is this going to get me where I want to go? An example could be if you want to work on increasing your energy levels because you find yourself being very tired and your mood's not always that great. Well, I challenge you to look at your habits and look at what you are pouring your energy into. So, if the first thing you are doing in the morning is you're hitting snooze or you're scrolling through social media and then you get up later than you wanted to and you're just already in that negative mindset, I'm telling you that your energy levels are not going to be great that day because you're already giving your energy to other people through like scrolling on social media first thing or you're already in your head about just the negative things that are happening. So Um, If you are listening to your thoughts and how you start your day I challenge you to think a little bit outside of the box and start your day a little bit differently. Um, I talked about how I start my day every day just by like focusing on my breath and like thanking the universe or your higher power whatever you believe in just thanking them for the day because I'm telling you that that alone will change your mindset because you're already thinking about the good things that are available to you right in that moment. Um, and I also talked about how I start the day off immediately. The first thing I do is I drink warm lemon water and that is proven to help increase energy levels. It's help, It helps with gut health and it is just proven to boost your um, immune system and do all these great things. So um, that's just how I start my morning and that, and I truly believe that you um, create your own energy. So that's just an example of if you're working on that. But you can use this example for anything, really. If you're trying to, um, you know, level up in your career, like these little things make a huge difference. Um, so now I want to move on to today's topic, which is all about finding the balance between listen to your body, keeping yourself accountable, and giving yourself grace when needed. Um, I personally go through all of these phases quite often, and it is important to talk about all three because they feed off of each other, and it's important to kind of um, know what stage you're at when you are trying to make a change or you're trying to better yourself. So first I'm going to talk about listening to your body. Um, I'm sure you've heard this term before because it's kind of shoved down everyone's um, everyone's uh, feed now just like, oh, you got to be mindful and listen to your body. But what does that actually mean? And how do you do it? Well, listening to your body means that you are self-aware. And being self-aware is actually part of um, an emotional intelligence. And I want to do a whole episode on emotional intelligence because it's very important and interesting, and I actually did a lot of research about it while I was in college. Um, but for this episode, all you need to know is that being self aware takes a lot of practice and it comes easier for others um, depending on um, like how you handle your emotions and how you were ta- what you were taught about emotions so if you are feeling lost and aren 't sure what self awareness is, just know that it that you don't arrive at it. It takes practice, and 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 the number one thing that has helped me with self awareness is honestly just focusing on my breathing when I know I'm in a stressful situation or I am anxious, um, and when I'm doing that, um, it helps me bring more awareness to my physical body because I know so many things can be going on outside of our body but if we don't tune in to what's actually happening on the inside of our bodies there's going to be always going to be that disconnect right and you're never going to be able to function properly if we don't take the time to like actually listen to what our body is telling us so I just wanted to share this little breathing technique with you because I think if you are really trying to get become more self-aware, or maybe you struggle with an anxiety, this is a great technique that helps me a lot. Um, so the first thing is, is you're going to breathe in for four seconds, and then you're going to hold that same breath for four seconds, and then you're going to let it out for eight seconds. Okay, so it's four, four, and then eight. Um, If you repeat that for three or four times, you should feel your body just start to relax because your body and your brain have enough uh, oxygen to be able to calm any anxiety and it also improves your brain function. Um, So this is a self-awareness tool that I use every morning when I first wake up. So it just like, it it sets you on a path where you're already connected to your body because when you're connected to your breath, You're literally giving your body what it needs. Um, So, yeah, so that's a great tool for when you're stressed out, feeling anxious. You could be, like, that's a great thing if you're trying something out of your comfort zone and you notice that your body is just, like, tensing up or, like, you're at work and something happens and you just, like, need to calm down. Um, This honestly helps so much. Um, Also, listening to your body includes fueling your body with foods that are good and drinking enough water. I cannot stress enough that drinking water is proven to not only help with your mood and your digestion and um, also just helps you think more clearly because your body is made up of so much water. You have no idea how much water is in your body. And so by constantly giving your body water... It is just helping all those things I talked about, your mood, your your digestion, all the things that are just great for overall good performance. Um, So yeah, that is so, so key. Um, So what I say for food, now I'm not a nutritionist, but um, I think it's so important if you are starting a health and wellness journey is to start paying attention to what you put into your body and how it makes you feel. So that goes back to um, listening to your body, right? So if you're tracking what you eat and then you you start to pick up on like, oh, like um, I, I got a headache today and I noticed I only drank three cups of water. Well, I can tell you that you probably have a headache because you didn't drink enough water, right? And the same thing with food. Like if you say you know um you know i was really moody in the afternoon um but and then you realize that you had like fast food for lunch well i'm not telling you it was a correlation but you know it very well could be um so you should start to pick up on patterns and the easiest way to do that is to keep a food journal um i did this for a total of 30 days when i did the whole 30 diet um and i learned that my energy energy levels are the most high when I focus on eating whole foods and I limit sugar. And that was three years ago, and I still live by that because I know that my body does not feel good when I have a lot of sugar. I've never been a sweet-toothed person, and to this day, like, I can't... If I have too much sugar, I automatically, my body's like, "Uh uh-uh, nope, you don't want this. So it's just like listening to those little cues that your body gives you, that will um, not only allow you to perform better, but you will feel physically better. Um, Yeah, so throughout um, my experience doing the Whole30 and um, keeping that journal for 30 days, I learned that diets do not work. So if you are thinking about starting a diet on January 1st, I really want you to rethink that. And so I'm going to tell you a little story about um, the Whole30 diet that me and my boyfriend Brian did and kind of my experience because like I feel like so many people have tried so many different diets because they lose weight and um, they either have like a really good experience with it and then like two months later down the line they ended up gaining it all back and then some so I want to break this down so that you can understand that it's not about dieting it's about finding patterns and finding the habits that work for you that are sustainable okay so this is a little backstory Um, so like I said I did the whole 30 diet which if you don't know what the whole 30 diet is you don't eat any sugar any grains any dairy any uh, legumes so like beans or anything like that no alcohol no processed anything for 30 days after the first week I seriously had never felt better in my entire life. Like, I could not remember a time in my life where I had so much energy and I was so productive. I actually wanted to work out and all the things. So that lasted for about 20 days. Um, And then right after we started getting off the diet, we actually we were doing the diet because we were going on a cruise with my family. So in hindsight, we, we should have never set up literally on day 30 is when you're gonna go on a cruise and stuff your face with all the carbs, all the alcohol, and all the things that you literally were just eliminating from your diet for 30 days because I felt so sick the entire vacation. My body was like, what the F are you doing, Lauren? Why are you introducing all these things at once again? Like, it just was awful, and I ended up being miserable, and I ended up gaining a lot of weight back um, just in that first seven days when I was coming off of the diet, and I realized in that moment that it was not sustainable because even though I wasn't always going to be going on a cruise or, like, having these... Um, like vacations where I always was going to be splurging and like drinking and eating all the time but I always I will always have those moments where I'll have the opportunity to splurge like you know we me and Brian we always go on a date night on Friday night and I always tell myself that it's okay to splurge a little bit, right? I think everything is good in moderation, but if you completely cut out everything from your diet, no pizza, no ice cream, no sugar, it's not sustainable because what's going to happen when you are at a work event and all they have is cookies and brownies and all these things and you and you you don't want to be the person that's standing there like oh, I, you know, you really want it. And you look at everyone else and you're thinking like, oh, like I can't eat that because like I'm on a diet or whatever. You don't want to be that person because it's not, it's not sustainable and it's not fun. Like I think life should always be enjoyable. And if you're always worried about what you're eating constantly, it's not going to be enjoyable. So yeah, I do, I do worry about what I eat, but it's in a way that is proactive. So Monday through, Monday through Friday, I plan my meals out. So I know on Monday morning when I wake up, what I'm having for breakfast, what I am having for lunch, what I am having for dinner. And I proactively plan out what I'm going to eat because it matters to me. And I think it should matter to you too because this is the only body that you will ever get. And the food that you eat and the water that you drink is what nourishes it. So if you want to have a life full of fulfillment and progress, which if you're listening to this podcast right now, I know you do, then you need to start paying attention to what you're you're putting into your body. But I don't want you to stress about it. I want you to find what feels good for you because this is all about finding what is best for your body. And it shouldn't be about losing weight, even though if you are trying to lose weight, Great, I'm I'm happy for you, but that shouldn't be the only reason. In this podcast, this is about feeling better and feeling more confident in you, okay? So it shouldn't be about losing the weight to look better for a vacation or losing weight because you feel insecure. This should be about finding the tools and the habits that will make you have a sustainable happy life that is my goal for you so throughout that experience um i hope that you can either if you've been through something like that where you've been on a diet and it worked really well but then coming off you know you ended up gaining weight um i've been there so that's first and foremost if you've been there too you're not alone um so this also can go into if you're into um Uh, and you work out. Um, I want to tell you that there's going to be ups and downs with fitness as well, um, right? Like if you're focusing on your nutrition, there and, and your workouts, it's inter- interchangeable because um, some days you're gonna want cookies and ice cream, and in some days for your workouts, you're gonna you're gonna want to crush your workout. But other days, you're gonna be like, uh, I can't do anything right now. I have no energy, right? So it's important to find that balance and still keep yourself accountable. And that's what we're going to start, start to talk about next. But I wanted to recap on listening to your body. So number one, in order to listen to your body, you need to become self-aware. And to become self-aware, remember, it takes a lot of practice, right? So it's just about tuning into your body and listening to its needs. And some of the things that helped me is focusing on my breathing and um, also journaling, right? Journaling um, not only what I eat during the day or what my workouts are, but just also how I'm feeling, how um, like my day went, what were my energy levels like. Like those things are very, very helpful. Um, and the last thing is um, learn to rest and learn when to let yourself just splurge, right, so like I said, on every Friday night, me and my boyfriend do a date night, and I do not care what I eat on Friday night, like, I give me all the pizza, give me all the ice cream, like, whatever my body is feeling, I will eat it, and I will not feel guilty, same thing with workouts, like, learn when to take a rest day, and learn not, like, you don't always have to go 100%, Every single time, every single day, on your workouts, like your body is constantly going to be changing, especially if you're a female. Like your energy levels are constantly changing with your hormones. So, don't feel discouraged if one day you're crushing it in your workout, and the next day you can you can't even you know hold yourself in plank. Like you need to understand that your body is constantly changing, and you need to listen to its cues and um, just not get discouraged when you aren't feeling you're 100%. Okay, so now we're going to move on to keeping ourselves accountable. Um, So I know since you are listening to this podcast that you care about self-growth and becoming um, the person that you want to be, which means that you want to improve um, either your health, your fitness, your mindset, your career, or your relationships. Um, and, And in any of those things you need to be able to have some sort of accountability. Because when you are changing, um, if, if you don't keep yourself accountable, nobody will. So we talked last week about how we don't live in a perfect world. We live in a world where we have to work towards what we want. So in order to stay consistent and actually achieve your goals, you have to keep yourself accountable for the work that needs to get done. This is where people often fail before they even start. They have no idea how to keep themselves accountable, so they give up without even trying. The number one thing that you, you number one thing that you can do to stay consistent is trying to change the work that has to get done from being something tedious to trying to have a little bit more fun with it. And I think that helps just because if you can enjoy the process, you are more likely to stay with it, okay? And that comes also with self-discipline, okay? Just like self-awareness, self-discipline takes time and it grows as you do. The way I look at self-discipline is that it's about making the work that needs to get done to reach your goals a non-negotiable, so think of a, think of like brushing your teeth or showering, right? You do it not because you necessarily want to, but because you know that you have to do it. Just because you, I mean, you should um, value being um, clean and healthy and that means you have to take care of yourself. So the same thing can be applied to your goals and the work that has to be done for your goals. So if you have a goal of being physically fit, Well, the work that needs to get done is that you have to eat healthy and you have to incorporate some kind of movement or exercise. So to become self-disciplined in your health, you need to make eating and exercising a priority in your everyday life, right? You can't just say one day, oh, I'm going to eat healthy today and then the next two weeks you don't do it and then you say after those two weeks like, oh, wow, I really didn't try as hard as I could. And it's because your priorities were not put in place. And that is because you didn't keep yourself accountable. So actually scheduling out the time to do the things that you need to do is so important. Because if you just say to yourself like, oh, I'm gonna do this, but how many times did you not actually do it? It's because you're not actually scheduling it into your everyday life and a lot of the times these things that that are the work that needs to get done to get to your goals do not take that long right like I I value my health and my wellness above anything else like my number one priority is myself and my health and I can say that I work out 30 minutes a day six, six days a week, five to six days a week. So 30 minutes a day is what it takes for me to move my body and to create the energy that I want to create. And then also I meal prep my food on Sundays. And that's a little bit more time consuming. But if you think about it, the time that you spend doing it on one day versus, you know, cooking individual meals, every meal, you're actually saving time. So these are the habits that I have distilled in me because I keep myself accountable. I actually, like if you look at my planner every week, I schedule my time based on what my priorities are and I keep myself accountable. You know, I have Brian, I live with my boyfriend Brian who has similar goals. So he keeps me accountable because we, we, we want to be healthy together right so it's so if you feel like you can't do it on your own to start get an accountability buddy Just be like hey to your best friend i want to eat healthy this entire week do you want to do it with me and if she's your best friend or he's your best friend he should say yes because if it matters to you it should matter to them so what you need to know is that being consistent with your goals you need to actually schedule time In your everyday life. Because it's about the little things you do every day. That's what makes the progress. And eventually, once you do those little things every day, they will become a habit. It takes 21 days to make a habit. And then after that, honestly, to become a non-negotiable, like for me, it feels weird when I don't work out. Or it feels weird on a Sunday when my meal's not prepped. Like, it will become a part of your everyday life if you let it, if you put in that work. Now, before you say, Lauren, there is no way I can eat healthy and work out every day. That is not what I'm trying to tell you, okay? That's not what this is about because my last, the last thing I want to talk about is giving yourself grace when you need it because, girl, there are going to be setbacks. There are going to be really, really hard days, Okay? And there are days where you are going to feel like I can't even get off the couch. And that was me yesterday. Full disclosure. I like didn't get off the couch yesterday because I physically felt like I couldn't. And those days are hard. And those days are rough. But there's a thing called grace. And I gave myself all the grace in the world yesterday. Because I knew that I had been working hard. And I knew that. My body needed rest, and there's nothing wrong with taking the rest that you need. The first advice that I will give to you when you have a setback is that you need to feel all the feels. What we tend to do when we have a goal and you are someone who's very goal-oriented, all the other things in your life, they may take like a back burner. And this doesn't mean that you don't care about them, but if something happens in your life where you're like really upset, you need to understand that those feelings are fine. Like those feelings are right and you need to feel them all because you can't just say, like, oh, I'm fine and then move on because they're gonna, those feelings are gonna surface again. Okay, so you need to process all of those things in order to get back to a place where you feel like you can continue to do the work to make the progress and to reach your goals. Um, so when... Um, okay, so the second thing I wanted to say is that it's okay to step back and reevaluate why you are even going after this goal in the first place. So if you have like a really hard day, it's important to have that crystal clear why of why you were making this change because that can switch in your mind why you started in the first place. So sometimes for me, I take a step back and be like, wow, I've come really, really far away and I did not come this far to give up. And this always motivates me because it allows me to see the purpose and to see why I'm showing up every single day, even when it's hard. Um, And the last thing I wanted to point out um, is that having a setback doesn't necessarily mean that it's bad because failure oftentimes has a really bad um, outlook. Like people don't like failure, but I want to challenge you and ask yourself every time that you failed at something or every time you've had a hard time, what did it teach you? Where did it bring you? Because I think that failure is supposed to happen. And I think that a lot of the times when you do fail, the next, be- the next thing that you do leads you to where you're supposed to be. And I don't think you grow, you don't grow unless you fail. And as growth-minded women or men who are listening to this, I know that you want to grow. So in order to get where you want to go, It is okay to fail and I want to say, you know what, you're going to fail and that's okay because from failure you can learn something and you also are one step closer to your success. And I say your success because success should be defined only by you because you are living your life and it's not about other people, it's about you. So whatever your definition of success is, you have to live that out the way that you want to. So it, So you might as well get excited about the process because we're going to be here a while. All right? Like this is not a quick fix thing. Okay? So those were my three topics today. And I wanted to do a little recap so that you can actually take these and apply them to your everyday life. So, number one, listening to your body requires self-awareness and looking inwards for patterns involving how you feel and what you think your body needs in that moment. Number two, holding yourself accountable is required to get to where you want to go and it requires you to turn the work that you need to do to get to your goals into habits and then eventually into non-negotiables. And then number three, give yourself some grace and understand that failure is not necessarily a bad thing because you can always learn and you can always grow from setbacks. So those are my three takeaways from today's episode. Again, as always, let me know what you think and any feedback is amazing and I hope you guys have a wonderful week. I will talk to you next Monday. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. If you vibed with this episode and you got something out of it, I would love it if you could share it with your best friend, your coworker, anyone who you think could relate to this message. And as always, you can find me on Instagram, lauren, L-O-R-I-N, dot gildersleeve. That is where I share all the things and where I connect with people the most. So if you have any questions or you want to share your takeaways, go ahead and shoot me a message and I will get back to you. All right. Thank you so much for listening to this and we will talk to you next week.